good evening, everyone, or good morning, or wherever you're listening to this wonderful podcast. I am Dave Stevens, and you have us again, once again, for the Geary Stein and Stevens Show. Another great show tonight. We're taking a little different turn from where we go normally, but it's still going to be an exciting show. We claim that we've had sports heroes on in our past, but tonight we've got a true hero. And let me bring in my co-host, from Minnesota, where it's a little colder than it is in Connecticut, Troy Geary. Troy, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Well, I'm trying to thaw out, but other than that, I'm great. And uh, it, it's getting cold up here in Connecticut, and you know, a couple of weeks in Arizona didn't make it any easier to come back to this. So, but uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. As I said, we have a true hero that's joining us, a, a good friend of mine, a, a buddy that uh, has done more. Uh, since he's served his time as a hero and is continuing to do amazing things. But rather than let me introduce who our guest is, let me let our good friend David Letterman introduce tonight's guest. Thank you, kids. Our next guest, former Marine Sergeant and Iraqi uh, War veteran and a captain of the Wounded Warrior Amputee football team. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B.J. That's right. My old buddy BJ Gannam joining us, and I know that's a, a little bit of hair yeah, ago, I, I BJ, but uh, came in there, so there you are, about the, uh, uh, Mr. Letterman, and it's great to have you here. For our guests that don't know who you are, you're an old buddy of mine. Uh, we met, I think it's been 10 years since our first Super Bowl, but uh, yep. you served in the Marines, and uh, it's great to have you, BJ, as we look a little bit at, at some of the old past things uh, with you and, and David Letterman, and uh, thanks for being a part of our show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, congratulations on the show. You guys are doing well. What are you up to, like 40-something episodes now? Yeah, we're doing good, having fun, and uh, we're going to just kick around, talk about your life, and, of course, Troy, why don't you go for it? Yeah, speaking of that uh, clip there, how much fun was it going on uh, The Late Show with David Letterman? It was awesome. I mean, it was t- totally surreal to be in the Ed Sullivan Studios, you know, where Elvis and the Beatles, and, I mean, right in the next studio or next dressing room was – the Arctic Monkeys. Um, he doesn't meet any of his guests beforehand, which was fine. Uh, I mean, I felt I was very comfortable. He made it very comfortable. Uh, the whole crew, everybody was was really great, and it was uh, really fun. Actually, this January will be the 10-year anniversary of that, which is crazy for me to think that it's been uh, 10 years ago now. But that's uh, it was quite the experience, and I mean, it, it, it's really cool, I mean, um, to be able to share that, say I had that experience to be in that chair and talk about, you know, some of the great things they were doing. And speaking of some of the great things you're doing, uh, let's go back and talk about what got you to this point. Obviously, you served for us, and, and we thank you for your service. But uh, tell us a little bit about the day of that accident and, and what happened and, and where you ended up and, and where it took you. Sure. Yeah. So I joined the Marine Corps after being politely asked not to come back to school in college. Uh, I went on the uh, Georgia Hope Scholarship and did not put my best foot forward in school the first time. And so instead of moving back home, I joined the Marine Corps on the whim in 1996. And it was one of the better decisions I made with my life. I served on active duty until 2000, got out and uh, stayed in the Red Reserves, but took a job with Kraft Foods. And in 2004, my reserve unit was activated to go to Iraq. And it was there on Thanksgiving night in 2004 that uh, 
um, I hit a improvised uh, victim initiated victim um, IED uh, roadside bomb for a better term. Killed my gunner Ryan Cantafio of Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, uh, and left me without the the left foot. And uh, subsequent amputations led to a blow to the amputation. And since then, I've been um, working to try to figure out who I am now, and 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 having fun doing it here and later on. And uh, but it was a routine patrol. Uh, we had a great unit. Everybody did what they're supposed to with that small ambush that happened. After the uh, bombs went off, they stabilized me, got me to help, and um, I was medevaced home into my Marine Corps career. Uh, retired out of Bethesda area, uh, Bethesda, Maryland, uh, from the hospital in October 28th of 2005. And um, set me on my journey. I went back to work for Kraft for a while, and then I left Kraft Foods to take on a veteran service officer job. I Finished a master's degree in social work with emphasis on military life from the University of Southern California and um, became an accredited veteran service officer, helping other veterans figure out their benefits, what they what what benefits they have, what benefits their family has. It's, it's a very complicated process. And after a while, I went to work for the Semper Fi Fund and America's Fund, who I talk about on the Letterman show at the time I was working for them. And helped with the veteran to veteran program there. The Simplify Fund was an instrumental nonprofit when I was first in injured, and they still are today. And then eventually, I stepped out on my own to start Sierra Delta and um, helping all veterans achieve better overall wellness through the love of a dog, and helping to create more creative ways to incorporate dogs into veterans' lives. You know, to include the, the medical assistance service dogs that a lot of people are used to, but mostly focusing on what we call a life buddy, which is a dog that a veteran participates in the training a lot more with localized training to help them get to that level. So there, I kind of wrapped up the past uh, 20 years pretty quick, right? And Dave, you know me for about 10 of them, so it's about accurate. <laughs> yeah, describe the honor of being painted by the former U.S. President George W. Bush for his book, and the friendship that you guys developed after that. Sure. So actually, I met President Bush for the first time in Bethesda Hospital. Uh, he came in for his annual exam there, and he came through and and, and spent some time with all of us. And uh, he was in my room for about 45 minutes. We talked about a lot of baseball. And, um, and since then, we, we maintained a friendship. And when he asked me, his team asked me if I would be, be willing to let the, the – the president of the United States used me as a subject uh, for his, his art book. I was like, absolutely, no question. And it's been a phenomenal friendship, not only that he has with me, but with a lot of the men and women that served, uh, even the ones that he, he didn't paint. Um, and, and he's just a phenomenal human being, uh, really does care and um, takes that charge of being a commander in chief very seriously, which all of us appreciate. Um, and, and we see in his everyday actions, him and Laura and the rest of his team down there in Dallas at, at, at his uh, George W. Bush Institute. Dave, you're on mute. Your mate suffered the ultimate price. You came back and, you know, you fought for everything that we continue to see going on in the world. And I'm just wondering... You know, do you have 
you know, that, that thought of like, wow, what we did, did, did it turn out what we needed to do or did we not do enough or is the world just too messed up where we're just going to continue to do these things? Yeah, it's a loaded question. It's hard to say. Um, my thought has always been when people ask me whether we should have went or should have stayed out, it doesn't really matter. We went in. So there's no sense in really going through that. We don't have we have just as much evidence that things would be worse had we not go in that we do, you know, by going in. I think what the world is going through right now is is, is a big change. Uh, things are becoming more of an information war. It's more of a war of you don't really need to fight a physical battle anymore. So guys like myself are kind of the last of the samurai. I don't think humans, which is probably a good thing, I don't think we're solving as many conflicts with violence as, as we have in the past. And that leads to, in some ways, better things, but in other ways, really scary when you look at how information is disseminated in this world now and trying to really figure out as, as, a, as an individual of 9 billion people in the world, is that person that's telling them this on the TV, you know, true or not? So um, in short... I'm proud of the service that we did and, and what I saw our countrymen doing in a very tough situation. I don't know if you can do it any better than what we did uh, on the ground, you know, and then everything else is kind of everything else where we're at right now. And um, but I can tell you that it hopefully there will always be people like me. You know, we're not trying to be heroes, but we're willing to write a blank check um, and let the fight starting in with us and i was always proud to be the one to put my nose into a fight and uh if need be i'd do it again but um hopefully we're moving on to better ways of solving these problems and you are you're doing a bunch of uh, amazing things not only for your fellow countrymen but for so many people whose lives you're touching and uh you're talking about writing that check well we got to pay a few bills so sure, make sure you stay with us we're going to come back, and we got so much fun to talk about some really exciting things coming up with uh, Sierra Delta, BJ Ganim, Troy Geary, myself. You're watching Geary, Stein, and Stevens. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. Dave Stevens here at the Jail Tree in Wickenburg, Arizona. And are you in boyfriend prison because you refuse to groom down below? Well, I've got your get out of jail free card right here if you use these amazing Manscaped products. I've got the Lawnmower 4.0 and, of course, the Weed Whacker right here. These products are amazing. You have to try them. And after we clean up the good parts, don't forget to use the Crop Reviver and the Ball Deodorant. And don't forget now, with the GSS show code, you get 20% off and you'll look much better. So don't be like my friend here. Clean up your act so you're not tied to a jail tree. And the next time you get in trouble, it'll be with the ladies. Hey, buddy, you need to clean this part up.
I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what I did, but uh, talking about AG1, this is a new drink that we're using, and it's been great. It, uh, it, just talk about it, Troy, since you've been using it. I know I have a lot more energy. I feel better. Um, I look better. I smell better, but that's because I'm using Manscaped. But uh, AG1 has been great, and if those people don't believe it, you should try it. Go to athleticgreens.com. You type in that code backslash GSS, and you get it. You get the bag. You get the scoop, you get the mixer, you put it all together, you mix it up. Actually, I put it in a big uh, uh, drink with uh, all kinds of fruits, frozen fruits and stuff like that. Troy, tell me what you've enjoyed about it. Yeah, it, it gives me energy, uh, tastes pretty good, and uh, like I said, uh, helps uh, your gut health too. So uh, yeah, that's always that was always well, my mic was off. I was telling everybody how it's the equivalent of, of a $3 monster drink a day. So uh, make sure you go out there, use Athletic Greens. And don't forget to use Manscaped because also they've got all these great, amazing products that they've been sending us. Troy, you've been getting these too, right? All this oh, stuff, yeah. all this grooming stuff. And, of course, BJ, BJ knows about grooming now because take a look at his hair. You know, you've seen in the earlier episodes, but... Again, go to the manscaped.com, type in GSS show code, utilize the amazing products that we have, and let's get back to our guest, BJ Ganim. And uh, BJ, I know you've had uh, a lot of stuff going on this year, some amazing things, but you know, you've also had some amazing stuff in your lifetime that you've been a part of as far as commercials and endorsements for uh, Blue Buffalo, helping you guys get things going. And we see you in some of the past commercials and things that uh, you've done. I mean, is it weird to be a spokesman and be on TV and see yourself and, and do all the things that you're doing? No, I, you know, I quite enjoy it. Um, it's You've been around me. You know it's it's a passion of mine. It's, it's something I feel I have to do. Um, one of the best jobs I ever had was being that platoon sergeant in that uh, Marine Corps infantry unit. And after being injured, there wasn't really uh, any need for a platoon sergeant, so I had to create one. And so, and if you want to keep it going, you got to be your best, your, your own best advocate. So, getting out there and, and spreading the message of how we can all achieve kind of better wellness, kind of helping veterans take back our own brand, you know, so that we can uh, represent ourselves in this in this day of representation. And I love being a part of these events. You can see I hit a long putt here at your tournament in Jacksonville. Yeah. And again, a great tournament with veterans and uh, celebrities and everything down there. It was just a wonderful event. Again, bringing together people uh, that don't normally get together to see the different life of, of what veterans go through with their dogs and how important they are. And, uh, you know, what you've put together, is, it's just been amazing to watch what you're doing uh, and the growth for Sierra Delta. Thank you. I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun, and um, it does help. I mean, Blue Buffalo has been phenomenal. The Bishop family that founded Blue Buffalo, you know, I was lucky enough to meet them. They heard my ideas and, and, and believed in them, and, and a lot of other people did, especially on the island of Nantucket and throughout the country, um, you, you know, and, and, and the veterans themselves. I mean, one of the things that I've challenged, and, you know, for me is I really want veterans to be more engaged in, in – the programs that are going to serve us. And we've got to start identifying what it is we want to do and helping to bring forth, you know, I think issues that are becoming more mainstream, whether we're talking about post-traumatic stress or we're talking about traumatic brain injuries. Um, these are issues that are affecting 
regular society as well. And we've seen a lot of that in the NFL and, and all the football and, and other sporting events. But it's stuff that we all need to talk about. I mean, veteran problems are human problems. And so by bringing this in in a way to where instead of trying to focus on we're only going to help amputees or we're only going to help the ones that served in combat are only the ones that have this award or this medal. Let's just help them all. Um, and I think we can do it. And I think, um, you know, it, it's what's right. Um, it's not that you have to put on a uniform and grab a weapon to serve your country, but we've made this social contract that, you know, when, when these men and women sign up and give four, six, 20 years of their life in defense of this country, um, the least we can do is make sure that, that they all can access some sort of help. And right now the VA only services 30% of the total veterans. And, and I think that as American citizens, we can do better. And it's not because the veterans don't want it. The, most veterans don't qualify for VA help and they don't qualify for a lot of the nonprofit help. And, and what I wanted to do different at Sierra Delta was say, no matter when you served, uh, no matter if you served in combat or not, you're able to get help in community at Sierra Delta. And, um, you know, that's why we base it on dogs. I mean, majority of people in this country have a dog. I think it's somewhere between, depending on which survey you read, it's anywhere between 57% and 62% of households in this country already have a dog. So, and we kill 800,000 healthy, trainable, and adoptable dogs every year, according to the SPCA. So, why not try to figure out a way to get more veterans tied in with a dog, have a professional trainer in that area help them? But we are already trainers. All we got to do is the tenants. And then we put together a rewards program that helps reward them not only for what they do with their dogs and how they train their dogs with a trainer, but it rewards them for giving back to their community. And we've got some partnerships. One is with the Habitat for Humanity, where we're working on understanding where all their builds are across the country and, and incentivizing veterans to show up and volunteer. Uh, we have another partnership with the Street Dog Coalition, which is another national organization that has pop-up veterinary care across the country, right now in about 142 cities across the country, giving um, free health care to pets for homeless and at risk of being homeless. And we're working on another one with the national cemeteries to figure out service projects where people can volunteer to go wash the headstones in our national cemetery. We don't have as many groups volunteering to do that anymore, and they're woefully underfunded. So trying to bring around, really, the, the things that we miss most about service is being a leader, training, and, and being able to give back in some capacity. So what we're doing at Sierra Delta is recreating that in a very low-risk low-level effort, but highly engageable and, and rewarding wellness programs centered on rewards and centered on uh, loving a dog and giving back to your community. Uh, speaking of golf, we talked about earlier, how has the game of golf helped you during your recovery? You know, it was, I gave a, a, a speech at one of the Warrior Opens with President Bush. And I spoke openly about, you know, being a kid from Georgia that loved to, uh, play football and baseball and, and anything that, that, you know, involved contact and, and being athletic. I always looked at golf as, you know, kind of like Billy Madison. You needed funny pants and, and, and have a big bank account. 
And after I was injured is when I really got into it. And one of the things I like about golf is that it doesn't matter who else is on that course. The challenge is between you and that course and that, that little white ball that just mocks you by not moving as you try to hit it. And, you know, and it's, it, it's very, it builds a lot of mental resilience if you try to play the game right. And so I found ways to work on myself while being social with other people. And that was very important. And of course, a lot of the uh, veteran programs were centered around golf. And so it was easy to access because of things like Team Simplify and, and Team 43, President Bush's organization that that gave us the equipment we needed and the, the lessons we needed, but also provided the tournaments and that sense of, of challenge for us to participate in. So it was extremely helpful for my case because it helped me feel competitive again at, at my level. And I was able to compete with myself first before competing with others. Speaking of competing at a, at a higher level, BJ, uh, you, you recently took on uh, the opportunity to try to write some songs with our good buddy Billy Dawson. How's that working out for you? It worked out way better than I thought. Uh, you know, Billy and I sat down to write one song, and we ended up writing three. Um, and it, it was a really, it was a fun experience. Like, um, you know, to watch somebody that's a professional songwriter and, and performer like Billy Dawson is, uh, I mean, you can find him on all the Spotify stuff or any place where you get his music, right? But to watch him work and watch uh, Kelly who is also, she's another songwriter. And watch all these people take an idea that you have, you know, and I was, I was just talking about the relationship between dogs and, and people. And they, they worked it into, you know, God and how you spell it backwards, it spells dog. And, and we came out with, you know, it was three or four days, you know, actually a few weeks, but like boils down to about three or four days of just some intense Zoom sessions of just riffing some ideas, writing out different verses, describing different, you know, dogs that we've had in the past or different dogs from the movies or just that kind of stuff, just really reflecting on that relationship. And and, and the song that came from it is, is absolutely beautiful. I can't well, wait. Well, guess what? Play. Guess what? As a good prepared person with all these awards behind me, here is the national debut of BJ and Billy's song. Enjoy. Look at this pup coming up to me. How great is that, man? <laughs> That's like getting me carried, man. Is that that right? So awesome. Good Lord created canines way back when. Couldn't be more thankful that he did. There's two things. That won't quit Then you can Find two better friends One looks down from heaven Watches over me While the other lies right here at my feet The dog will walk beside you Somebody else One leads with a leash One leads with a cross Both will leave you home If you get lost Talking about God Talking about God 
and a dog. Amen. Surely there's a pet door on them pearly gates He knew what he was doing when he made four-legged saints He restored my faith through paws and fur Now I know I got spells dog in reverse The other licks my face and steals my heart Talking about God Talking about God Such a special moment, and uh, how about that, BJ? How about that, huh? That, yes, uh, the album is called Warrior Life. You've heard Warrior Life before, and um, and there's 13 other songs written by Vets and Billy, uh, which is going to be really cool. And that that album is going to drop in January, and he's dedicating all the proceeds to Sierra Dell. So it's pretty. That, that's great. And Billy said to say hi. He's actually in the studio. Couldn't join us tonight, but gave me permission to use that song. Good. And I was uh, glad that I could do it. So that's um, amazing. Thank that's you, Billy. Amazing. So absolutely. Yeah. So a beautiful night and a beautiful moment. And uh, thank you, BJ, for putting that. We're going to take a short break, pay a couple more bills, come back and talk a little Super Bowl. Yeah. So don't go away. Stay with us. 
Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Dave, Dave Stevens from the Geary Stein and Stevens Show. And you know what? The Arizona Cardinals take their turf outside in the middle of the week to make sure the sun gets to it. But we don't have that luxury for what we have down below. That's why we need to use the amazing Manscaped products like this crop preserver. I put it on my face. I put it down below and I smell great. And of course, you know what? You got to follow up that with a crop reviver. You've got to use the Manscaped 4.0 and of course, the Weed Whacker. The Manscaped products are great. I use them everywhere. I go. My friends keep asking me, how can we get them? Well, if you type in the code GSS show, you save 20% on all of the Manscaped products. They're great for everyone. And to quote Frank Thomas, she'll like it too. That's right. Use the GSS show code for 20% off of all Fresh Clean Threads because you deserve to look good. Go to freshcleanthreads.com. You can dress like me. Troy, of course, you dress in these clothes. We got to get the winter ones going and uh, we got to get some of those up there to BJ up in uh, Wisconsin. So, so BJ, now that we've, uh, I guess the Packers aren't doing so good and you gotta maybe have to pay attention to the vikings i mean what's what are your thoughts about the football season so far your thoughts sorry oh yeah so i think um you know it's it's been it's it's been an interesting football season uh, the past few and um yeah the packers i had higher hopes for them for sure but this year it's I hate to say it, I hate to get on it too soon, but the Bills, right? Like, I mean, it's been pretty fun to watch, and I know um, our good friend Joe Delamalure, you know, who used to block for OJ back in the day. The last time, like, the Bills were really good. I mean, outside of <laughs> the the four Super Bowls straight under uh, under Kelly and all those guys. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's football's been hard. The pro football has been – hard for me to watch lately as a linebacker and fullback growing up you don't see much of your, that position anymore and it's I don't know I'm, I'm sounding like an old curmudgeon and I hate it every time but I just haven't been paying as much attention to the games I follow a lot of stories especially around a lot of players uh, and I catch some highlights here and there but I can't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched a full football game anymore except for college I, I still enjoy that game um, and that, and there's a lot of good storylines there too, but it's, it's been hard for me to keep up with the NFL and, and I'm sad about, it. I can't figure out why. And, and I think it, you know, I end up watching the old games from my youth, you know, watching like a Walter Payton and a Barry Sanders, you know, and, and Ronnie Lott and Steve Atwood laying lumber, you know, and, and, you know, you see kind of the, the penalties, you know, the rough, what makes for roughing the passer nowadays as a, a guy who took pride in being, as good of an amateur linebacker as I could, right? You know, it's nothing special, but you know, you enjoy it and you kind of want to see that type of play, but I get it. You got to take players health into, into definite consideration. And these guys are bigger and faster than they ever have been, but it, it's really been hard. And I don't know how to put my finger on why 
it's been hard to kind of watch NFL football for me. I got one more question for you. Uh, Sierra Delta Service Docs, can you tell the viewers and listeners how that idea came to fruition? Yeah, so I didn't get there right away. Um, when I first had the idea and, and, and working in trying to figure out how to help servicemen men and women transition, how to get over some of these injuries that we're seeing. Um, and I was noticing in my own recovery how much this old English bulldog named Dozer. So I bought him on my first convalescent leave from, from Bethesda and Walter Reed back here to Wisconsin. And I'm a kid from Georgia, so the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, were my team growing up. I mean, I knew we knew of professional football, but everybody paid attention to the SEC college football growing up. And I was in the Marine Corps, and so the, the Bulldog is a mascot. So I did a very stereotypical thing, and I went to Craigslist, and I bought the Bulldog I could afford, which was this old English, um, just eight weeks old, just a big head of fur and wrinkles and just one of the cutest things you've ever seen. And, and no special training, no special talent. I mean, again, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have bought a dog through Craigslist, right? But um, that's what I knew at the time. And I, I would have a lot of phantom pains in the beginning. And that's, those are the pains that you feel in your residual limb that makes it feel like either your foot's hurting or the worst ones are when it feels like your foot itches or you got a cramp in your toe. And, and there's nothing you can do. Well, Dozer, with no special training, no special breeding, would always know. Like, even if he was in a different room, he would come in and jump out to wherever I was and lay on it. And it really, it was the only thing that helped. They tried all kinds of medicines, but he was really that calming presence and just being on the leg. And I went through a bad divorce and had to go through a bankruptcy and, and all the other stereotypical things that, you know, troubled veterans do when they get home i did them and uh it was dozer and and a real my lowest point you know uh, and i talk about this openly is is and during that time you're still angry and still feeling like maybe it shouldn't have been contafio that died that night it should have been me and you're working through you know what is a depressive state and and in that moment after being charged with a dui and, and all these other things I almost checked out and literally I could ration away everything else in my life. I knew my two young kids at the time, they would be better off without me. Everybody else would be better off without me except for Dozer. And because he was a bulldog, he had no real special talents other than getting slobber into places you thought was physically impossible to get slobber into, you know, clearing a room with his farts and, and eating a piping hot pizza off the table that was supposed to be my dinner and just eating it in one bite, you know, um, Nothing else. And he was a gruff looking and kind of angry looking. So most likely he would have ended up in the shelter and euthanized. And it was because of Dozer that I realized how scary what it was I was just contemplating, what I had in my hand and what I was thinking about doing. And so it was in that moment that I looked into the mirror and, and, and told myself that, you know, suicide was never going to be an option again. And that no matter which foot was holding my weight, whether it was the carbon fiber and steel foot or the God-given flesh and bone foot, that I was going to live a life on the good foot, meaning that no matter what was coming my way, I was going to figure out a way to handle it. 
and no more of this death before dishonor type thinking, no more uh, woe is me, right? So just like James Brown sung back in the day about get up on the good foot, you know, you got a funky job and you're paying the bills on the good foot. I, I adopted that as kind of my mantra. And that's what you see what I do now is try to find that win-win situation and figure out ways that we can help ourselves help ourselves. And that's one of the things I just want to showcase about dogs. What makes that relationship so special uh, is that, you know, dogs can teach us a lot. I and mean, they've been working with humans for 35,000 years and they're pretty much pretty chill until it's not, until it's time not to be chill, right? Everything's okay until it's not. And we can learn a lot from those dogs and having that companion and having somebody that is dependent on you to get outside, you know, and get that exercise. It also helps you to get outside and get that exercise. It helps you to socialize that dog and have them around other people. It helps to socialize you. And so that's why we're building these rewards programs so that we can get more of these veterans and more of these dogs connected in a way that is best for them, the individual veteran and that individual dog. And then the rest of us can just enjoy the fact that they're getting, they're living their life on the good foot, whatever that looks like. And speaking of the veterans, uh, got a big announcement. So now we can probably watch some people and, and you can talk a little bit about it because yeah. man, we're going to go where it's never been gone before. Uh, tell us about this game we got coming up. Well, I mean, it's a great, it's a great event. You know, you've been around it from the beginning as well. Chris Visser started it. Uh, it was called the Wounded Warrior Amputee Football Team, and it was a flag football game where we played against NFL legends and just raising awareness of what you know some of these combat injured vets and, and amputated vets can still do after injury. And we've done it for 10 years, and it's been a lot of fun, and we've learned, met a lot of great people. Um, you know, I've, I've really earned a, a, a much higher respect for the pro athlete, especially the football player, the NFL football player, like, there's so much that these two populations, veterans of the military and veterans of the NFL especially, share in common. Because once the DOD is done with you and once the NFL is done with you, everybody's done Look with you. Look at this guy sacking Michael Vick. Look, Look at that. that. Look at that. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. And, and, you know, the last couple of years we were running it as the Stars and Stripes Bowl. And this year we set it on the Veterans Bowl for this. And it's going to be aired on Fox. It's going to be taped February 4th in Phoenix, Arizona at Bell Bank Park. And we're going to have as many big-time stars again. I know the Snoop Special Stars, their um, flag football team for um, kids with special needs is going to be doing a clinic in the morning. Jen Welter's Gridiron Girls is going to have a clinic in the afternoon. And then we'll have the, the main event, which will be the the warriors of the military versus the legends of the NFL. And we'll have that great game with good fun. Hopefully a lot of celebrities, hopefully Snoop comes again. You know, he's played in three or four and we've had a lot of big names in the NFL last year. Kurt Warner was there. LaDainian Thomason has been there. Charles Haley. I mean, Jerry Kramer, the old guys. I mean, I can go on and on. I can't list everybody. That's why I always feel bad about mentioning anybody. And so, it's going to be amazing. It's the first time it's going to be broadcast nationally on TV, which will be Thursday, February 9th on Fox Sports 1 at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to showcase, you know, a lot of the good stories in the veteran world and the NFL world and how it all correlates and how we all love dogs and football. It's going to be amazing. I keep saying that's my last game, but you keep coming up with bigger and better, man. 
and you know, you can't retire yet. You can't retire yet. <laughs> no. I mean, no, well, thanks, BJ. It's been a great night. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, things we don't normally talk about, and I want you to thank you for opening up and being absolutely you know, so so honest and 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 helpful to people out there. And where can people go to donate and do things yeah. for Sierra Delta? Really simple. If you're a veteran, all veterans are welcome. You don't. It's not needs based. It's not uh, disability based. So all veterans go to SierraDelta.com and join. Uh, even if you don't have a dog or don't want a dog or already have a dog and satisfied with the training, you just join. And then if you want to donate, you want to get involved, same place, SierraDelta.com. You go to our YouTube channel, see some of the stories, follow us on all the social stuff, Sierra Delta. You can find me out there, BJ Ganim. Um, you know, if those don't work, just ask a vet with a dog. Uh, somebody will point you back to us. But, yeah, SierraDelta.com, really, really simple. And, uh, and we need you. We need you. We can do this at scale. We can do this for more vets and more dogs. And uh, I think the rest of us can learn a lot from what we can learn. So let's get out there. Let's let's do our best and let's uh, come together around football, dogs, and, and just good people like you guys. Troy, final thoughts? Well, I appreciate you taking the time out to join us and uh, looking forward to February 4th for Veterans Bowl. Oh, it's going to be big. Indeed. Yes. It's going to be great. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Manscaped and Pro Stance and AG1, Fresh Clean Threads. Uh, man, I, I can't tell you how good these shirts look on me. My son bought a bunch of them. So, again, thank you to all of our sponsors. And, of course, thank you to the man of the hour, BJ Gannon. Thank you for joining us tonight and uh, being a part of my world for so many years, letting me make a difference because you truly are an inspiration. And we throw that hero thing around too much. There are people like you that really deserve that honor. So uh, thank you, me. my brother. We're good, man. I appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Well, for my buddy Troy, for Will, who's still in Miami off of those 5-0 and Vikings, notice the purple microphone. I'm Dave Stevens. Continue to follow us on all social media. Thank you to all of our listeners on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those places where you see this. And, of course, on all the podcast platforms, wherever podcasts are found, you can find us. Just type in Gary Stein and Stevens. I'm Dave Stevens. Have a great night, and we'll see you next time.